Fearscape Media Network. Exploring the unknown, one podcast at a time. Hi, do you enjoy diving into true crime? And tales of the paranormal? Then join us, I'm Anna. And I'm Lindsay. On our podcast, Ghosts in the Attic, Bodies in the Basement. A Fearscape Media Network podcast. New episodes air every other Friday on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Coming to you from nowhere, a suburb of parts unknown, your ghoulish hosts for an evening of terror, Stephen Gearhart and Lance Wayne, the Misters of the Dark. Dear friends, welcome to another terrifying episode of Misters of the Dark, the greatest horror podcast in the history of horror podcasting. As always, we're beaming directly to you from nowhere, a suburb of parts unknown. And I'm your head, Mister Lord Stephen Gearhart. And I'm your co-mister, the man with no name, Lance Wayne. Ah, uh, yeah, sadly seems we've been caught in another of nowhere's 40 days and 40 nights of persistent precipitation problems. I'm just relieved we live on a hill. Stephen, I'm bored. I'm tired of being cooped up in here. Oh, come on now, Lance. There's lots of indoor fun to be had. Did you finish your thousand piece puzzle of Saturn devouring his son? Yes. Hmm, what about that self-portrait done entirely in Lark's vomit? Finish that. Well, shit! We need to do something to amuse our dear friends who decided to join us tonight, so... I don't know, why don't we discuss that terrifying Ray Wise film we watched the other night? What? No, 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 no. There is no way in hell I'm discussing God's Not Dead too, Stefan. I'm still having nightmares about Pat Boone. Okay, we all are. We all are. But that's not what I'm talking about, you fool. I'm talking about the 1982 Wes Craven film, DC Comics Swamp Thing. Oh, okay. All right, so uh, Swamp Thing, okay. I'm glad you remember it now. We watched it. I'm not talking mm -hmm. about Return of the Swamp Thing with Heather Long. Even though, even though I, that, I love that film. We both watched that one first. Yeah. Yep. So uh, we will, we'll talk about that some other time. Okay, not talking about the TV series, uh, both TV series, the new one or the old one, both, See, I, both I, I canceled I, ahead of their time. Yeah, I remember, I remember, uh, the old one vaguely, uh, and I remember loving. I was I was a big Swamp Thing nerd growing up uh, because and and I loved the live action show. But the thing was, it came on at really weird times. It was in syndication. Mm -hmm. I still haven't seen the new one. But I want to ask you this: Do you remember? 
the animated series. Mm-hmm. You do. Sure do. Do you remember the theme song? I don't remember the theme song, but I watched the hell out of it. And uh, I used to have a uh, DVD copy that I picked up at like Big Lots that had two really? discs, and it had the whole series of Swamp Thing and the whole series of Toxic Avenger, the animated series. They came. Yeah, I, I have a Toxic. Of, I do remember. I do have a. Toxic it was like Avenger. a double whammy set that I got at Big Lots for like five bucks yeah. back in the day. No, but the swamp that man that that theme song, swamp thing. You oh yeah, everything. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot. I forgot they ripped that. <laughs> yeah, because for the longest time, I I thought that was the song. I thought they wrote that song specifically, and then I heard Wild Thing. I was like, what the fuck? What the hell? About the swamp thing. This is some bullshit. This is some bullshit. I don't know how I feel about it, but I know one thing is bullshit. That had an awesome uh, toy series, too. Yeah. Uh, so, there, Swamp Thing is pretty... I mean, and we haven't even talked about the comic book series, no, which my God, has no, consistently this, yeah. just been amazing since it started. Mm-hmm. The Alan Moore run, the recent run mm-hmm. of New 52. I mean, it's just been phenomenal. And let me just say, in the New 52, uh, or right before New 52, when they gave Swamp Thing wings, coolest thing that ever happened. Yeah, yeah. Coolest yeah. thing that ever happened. That's, that's an Hands awesome down. story. I feel like it goes a bit overlooked because uh, the guy, when they did New 52, the guy, I, I always want to say Scott, I think it's Scott Snyder, the writer. Mm-hmm. He was also doing uh, New 52 Batman. And yeah. I always feel like Swamp Thing kind of got overshadowed. Because his run on Batman was so good, and it was. I, I mean, yeah, it was a solid ass run. I mean, the Court of yeah. Court of Owls got introduced. Yeah, everything. So yeah, yeah. I, I can see. But, I see being but frustrated that, that that's one thing. If, if you if anybody listening, if you're if you had not read that first run of Scott Snyder New Fifty Two Swamp Thing, please, you're doing it a service. Yeah, it's here. excellent. I've been recently yeah. uh, going back because I have that DC Universe Infinite account yeah. and so i've been going back and uh i actually started reading the swamp thing series that alan moore came on board but i, I didn't realize he came on until like ep- uh, not episode but issue like 22 so i actually read the yeah. 22 issues the I, read, like, I, I, the- the, I read the 22 issues up to it they were pretty good too like yeah. that's the abby yeah. arcane shows up and like a yeah. lot of like great characters that we know I always just assumed Alan Moore created, but now they were kind of no, no. Uh, Bernie, uh, Bur- you you know the artist Bernie Wrightson, right? Mm-hmm. He he was. I think he was the first. I think he helped create Swamp Thing. If I'm not, I know he was the first one to like draw him. But he was the. I think he was a co-creator too. And Bernie Wrightson, you know, he does all that awesome uh, Frankenstein stuff. Yes, which God, we yeah. were so close to getting that Guillermo del Toro Frankenstein yeah. movie based off of yeah. his art. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wanted that so oh. bad. <laughs> uh, I know. But yeah, so we got to talk about Swamp Thing and the very first, the movie, uh, which was 1982. Okay, mm-hmm. the very, very first thing that we've got to talk about is the fact that this is a Wes Craven film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that, that blew my mind when I found that. Because I've, I've watched this movie, I'd probably the same as you. Mm-hmm. I, I've watched this movie ever since I was a kid, you know. Yep. I mean, Me it too. was a childhood favorite. But, yeah, when, you know, later on, when I got into the Freddies and stuff like that, I found out that he made this film. It blew me away. 
Yeah, I mean, we're looking at two years prior to Nightmare on Elm Street. We are, yeah. yeah. And what about four years after Last House on the left? I don't, I don't have that in front of me. I think Last House came out seven. I want to say seventy-eight. I'm probably wrong. Seventy-eight. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. But yeah, I mean, they're pretty remarkable um, for such a B movie. You know, was it? If I'm not mistaken, this was like, I mean, you know, Last House, of course, that's what kind of got his name out there. But this was this movie did fairly well, didn't it? Uh, Yeah, we'll we'll go over all that, the the bottom (laughs) and uh, what they made and all that stuff. Um, But yeah, we're looking at 1982. This was filmed. It not only was this directed by Wes Craven, but it was also written by Wes Craven. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, which again blows my mind. I just want to throw this in there too, just kind of as a you know another little comic book tie-in. But uh, Michael. And I'm going to pronounce his name wrong. Michael Uslin, I believe is his name. God bless you. He, <laughs> he produced this film and he was the one. He's 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 pretty much the reason we had the Michael Keaton Batman film. The Tim Burton, Michael Keaton. Yeah, Batman he was film. the producer of the Batman films. Yeah, because he, he bought the rights. Mm-hmm. He was all, what's interesting about Michael Uslin as well is he was the first instructor to ever teach an accredited course on comic book folklore. yeah yeah there's a really there's a really i suggest whoever's listening go by this or however you mm-hmm. read but uh there's a really he has a really good biography uh it came out a couple of years ago i had it uh it was called the boy who loved batman tells all his whole I mean, oh it, it's not, yeah i've seen that before yeah. i didn't know that really was about good. this guy um uh, you know he's he's uh, and i do want to take a second and talk about him because he's really interesting he's a big comic book nerd yeah. right yeah. um i mean he he's responsible for uh some really cool stuff like one of my favorite shows was back in the day the game show where on earth is carmen san diego oh he did was, he do that yep he's one I, of the yep he's one of those huh. uh big one he was uh of course, a Swamp Thing in the Batman movies. Um, yeah. He's also done a number of uh, direct-to-video feature lengths, uh, including with the, those ones based off of uh, Batman the Animated Series and The Batman. Um, yeah. So he's been a part of that. But with every good thing comes a bad thing. He's also responsible for two of the shittiest comic oh, book really? movies of all time. 2004's Catwoman and 2008's The Spirit. Oh man, did he really? He he helped out with The Spirit. Oh yes. Oh yes. Catwoman, I'm not surprised because it like the stuff you were just naming off. If it's something Warner Brothers and it's Batman, Michael Uslan has his fingerprints on it somehow. But yeah, he was. involved in that (laughs) and the spirit which god i wanted that to be so good but it was not and he was also one of the producers now i will say though the spirit at least tried i think the spirit at least tried to be a good movie i mean they were trying to do that frank miller style because yeah you know when frank miller directed it right and so he was trying to kind of push the style because directors, if they do a Frank Miller piece, they're like, we have to make it look like the comic panel, um, yeah. you know, so, yeah. <laughs> so which they did good with um, 
uh, the Sin City movies and 300. I really liked yeah, that. Yeah. But yeah, it didn't work for the spirit because I don't know. That I think movie, dude, that movie was just, it was so all over. They the just place. missed an opportunity to do yeah. a very cool film noir version. And uh, I just think it, it would just, it did. I mean, there are times I've watched that fucking thing and I was like, Whoa. <laughs> I had no idea what the fuck was going mm-hmm. on. <laughs> And yeah, you were right. Uh, Looking at it here, uh, Swamp Thing was created by Len Wayne and Bernie Wrightson. So you were right about that. Um, So this movie focuses on the story of the scientist, Alec Holland, who's played by Ray Wise, which I'm a huge Ray Wise fan. Yeah, well, Um, he's 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 uh, he's he's in RoboCop. He's in he's he's in in everything. Like for those of you that don't know who he is. He was in uh, Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks, yeah. He was, he was like uh, uh, Laura Palmer. Yeah, mom. Laura Palmer's dad. He was in one of my favorite shows that got canceled after the first season. I'm still mad to this day, which was Reaper. He played the devil, and he was oh really amazing as the devil. He was so it was a comedy show, and it was so good. I think Kevin Smith produced it. It was just a great show, and it got and it got ruined. And I'm still mad to this day because I wanted to watch more. Uh, he but he, God's not dead too. Yeah, God's not dead too. He's in Star Trek That's Voyager. Terrifying movie. Yeah, he's been in all kinds of shit, and uh, he's still in stuff. I mean, he was in Fargo, yeah, yeah. the TV yeah. show Fargo, um, Gilmore Girls. I mean, his dude's yeah. been in everything. And he ain't done yet, um, but yes, he was also in God's Not Dead too. So I just I don't know, man. Every time I look at him, I just always think, "Get off of me, man!" <laughs> he, he's like he's the he's the first one that the dude who falls in the toxic waste in RoboCop. You know, he's all like, "Hell, yep." That man, that yeah. scene in RoboCop messed me. Up. It messed everybody up. I think to this day in the end in two oh nine. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so it's about the scientist Alec Holland who uh, becomes transformed into the monster, the swamp thing, uh, through mm-hmm. laboratory sabotage orchestrated by the evil Anton Arcane, which in the comics, Abby Arcane, which is his daughter, later becomes a love interest. It's his it's, uh, niece. Or Abby niece. Arcane. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah. In the movie. Yeah, that's one thing. Uh, like, because like I said, I grew up, you know, we didn't have a comic book shop in Taylorsville. So I, you know. <laughs> But uh, uh, when I got a little older and could, you know, go out to the Highlands or whatever and buy comics, uh, I was so surprised by uh, Arcane in the comics and Arcane in the films. Because mm-hmm. in the films, he's like this suave, you know, evil. And in the comics, he's like, he's pretty much like an evil sorcerer. Yeah. He like lives in a castle what what is it? he well that makes more that makes more sense because it's arcane i mean that's the whole yeah. point i mean yeah but yeah i mean uh anton Lark- arcane played by lewis jordan is <laughs> some special uh, dude oh I, there's actually i because i've researched him a little bit mm-hmm. i don't know if he did it on stage or if they did it was it was some kind of film but he played dracula yeah it was a bbc um television it It was a television production in 1977 i need to check that out yeah i he's he's a great actor i mean he's in a bunch of crap too 
that you love and know. You know, he was in I mean? a Bond film, I believe. Yeah, he was in a bunch of Selznick movies. Selznick's the guy that produced Gone with the Wind, very famous producer oh, from back in the yeah. day. He did a lot with Selznick. Um, he was in Three Coins in the Fountain, which is a really great one of my favorite movies. Uh, he was in a re the remake of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh. Um, he was also in The Two Faces of Dr. Jekyll. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, all kinds of crazy stuff. I'm looking over here. And then, of course, his, his uh, great TV horror movies, Fear No Evil, Ritual of Evil, uh, stuff like that. Man even did a Columbo episode. Oh, really? <laughs> mm -hmm. And yeah, you're right. He was Kamal Khan in Octopussy, the uh, James Bond movie. So he is definitely, oh man, I didn't even realize this. I need to go back and watch this now. He was all, his last role was in Year of the Comet, which is another great sci-fi Oh movie. yeah, really? Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen so, it. But he's great. That. I will say this movie feels very much like a uh, TV movie. Um, <laughs> I will say that. Um, but anyways, the this uh so we've got the evil anton arcane later helps a woman named uh or is uh swamp thing helps a woman named alice cable she's never called alice she's only ever called cable and that's yeah. the very famous scream queen adrian barbo and yeah. there's battles like, about her against, yeah arcane <laughs> and all of his minions and all of that jazz. So like we said, it's directed by Wes Craven, written by Wes Craven. Uh, music's done by Harry Manfredi. Yes, I, 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 that blew my mind. I, I never, <laughs> and, but, but, and I was even like paying attention to it too throughout the film. I was like, this could have easily been a Friday the 13th score. Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I, that, um, that blew my mind though. Yep. Um, not only that, the production company cracks me up because it's called Swamp Films, and I'm like, now hold up, was <laughs> this was Swamp Films before this movie, or they were like, uh, we need to come up with a movie, yeah. we need to come up, well, Swamp Thing's gonna make a bajillion dollars, let's be Swamp Films, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I'm not sure because uh, it's not a clickable link. Um, but this did, this was released in February 19th of 1982, ran 91 minutes. However, there is an uncut international version out there that's 93 minutes. So it's two more minutes, probably just of uh, Adrian Barbo's boobs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which was very surprising because it feels like a TV movie and then all of a sudden there's her boobs. Well, I think maybe a TV movie with a slightly better budget. Cause some of those okay, okay, that, okay, an HBO movie. Okay, come back yeah, then. There we go. Come back there then. An HBO. I, just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that, but that, uh, Firestein when Alec Holland, you know, gets mm -hmm. doused in flames or whatever. That is a pretty fucking crazy Firestein. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, Talking about all that, the old school. <laughs> special effects and stuff yeah. um but yeah this uh the film it, 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 it they mostly filmed this in charleston south carolina and nearby uh john's island um and yeah there was only a budget of 2.5 million dollars which wes craven was very proud in delivering the movie that he did still uh talked about it till the end of his days that yeah. that, that this film surprisingly was with the budget he had he felt like he put something out there that was fantastic so um but yeah so let's get into the movie a little bit here there's some weird weird things that happened in this movie yeah, yeah and knowing that wes craven wrote this makes uh nightmare on elm street part two 
feel a little bit more accurate. <laughs> well, he didn't write Nightmare on Elm Street too. I was just making a joke. Um, but yeah, so the whole thing takes place in the damn swamp. I mean, this happens. I mean, yeah. we've got, yeah. you know, we've got uh, immediately we see a scientist getting killed by this group of thugs. I mean, that's essentially yeah. how, how the movie starts. Um, they, uh, what are they sh- shove into his, uh, oh, snake. Yeah, so they like capture the scientist and one of the dudes uh, pulls out a giant snake <laughs> out of his pocket and just lets him bite this guy's face. You know, you know how you do. You carry a snake around but in your pocket. in his pocket and the snake's not biting him, but it'll bite this guy's face. I want you to look this up specifically for me too. But I believe that that main the Rambo looking kind of guy, Ferret, yeah. I believe is his name. Yeah, Ferret. I believe he played Krug. And yes, that is short for Kruger, which Wes Craven eventually used, but he played Krug in Last House on the Left. Yes, he did. Um, I'm looking at it right right here. That was driving me crazy. And we were way off. Uh, Last House on the Left came out in 1982. Oh, really? I thought it came out in the 70s. Or, sorry, 72, 1972. Oh, damn, it came out that early. Yeah. All right, <laughs> I'm drunk on murder. I didn't, <laughs> didn't do that. But yeah, he played crew. Good call, dude. Um, whoa. Oh, dude, this is weird how this all connects. This is how weird how this all connects. Um, so in 1962, his name is David Hess, by the way. Uh, in yeah, 1962, yeah. David Hess wrote and recorded Speedy Gonzalez, which became a number six single on the U.S. charts for one Pat Boone. That bastard. (laughs) 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 Fucking haunts me. (laughs) That's so funny. So this dude was apparently a uh, songwriter before he became an actor. And and if you want to look this up also, I'm almost 100% sure. Do you know that song at the end of the original Nightmare on Elm Street? It's kind of like a synthy kind of rock song. Mm-hmm. It's not male. It's just a dream. I'm pretty sure he wrote and performed that also. Hmm. I don't know, but I will say that he did record a version of All Shook Up. <laughs> and oh, then he well. ended up, Elvis liked it so much, Elvis had him write a number of his songs for him. No um, shit. Yeah. I don't see. Does it got his music list on here? Television crew soundtrack music. Okay, I'm looking at his soundtrack and music. I do not see Nightmare on Elm Street on here. I could swear that. So, I'm looking that up, man. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, keep going. I'll, listen, I'll, I'll I'm listening. All right, all right, all right. Anyways, yeah. So yeah, David has uh, the uh, the Jewish Rambo. Um, yeah. The Jewish Rambo there. Uh, so, yeah. So we get this guy killed. They, they pulls a damn snake out of his pants and and, like and, and uh, bites this guy's face. Um, while at the same time, you've got Alice Cable, Adrian Barbeau, arriving at the bog. Uh, well, not at the same time, right after to serve as his replacement. So he's some sort of this is a government installation. So this isn't like just some so like independent uh scientific research station or anything like that this is a government run uh one and and cable arrives there to serve as the uh, replacement for the guy that was uh killed or i don't even know i don't remember if they knew he was killed or not or whether they just thought he disappeared um 
But immediately upon heading to the research center, she realizes that one of the swamp sensors has malfunctioned. Um, and so she gets introduced to uh, a guy named Harry Ritter, who is the project supervisor. Uh, mm. And then her guide, Charlie, tells Ritter that there is a rumor about an evil paramilitary leader named Anton Arcade who intends to hijack their operation. And this is where we get into Arcane here, um, not as a magician sorcerer type person in the comics, but more of a Lex Luthor. Yeah. Really, at the end of the day, almost, yeah, almost, almost like a, almost a terrorist, I guess. Yeah, like a rich terrorist is really yeah. what he's kind of. He's a, a Bond villain. I mean, essentially, he's a Bond villain. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a better accurate there. He's a Bond yeah. villain. Anyways, um, so Charlie briefs Ritter on the situation, and uh, Alice then introduces herself to uh, Dr. Linda Hallett, uh, Holland. Uh, and her brother, lead scientist, Dr. Alec Holland, who takes her on a tour and encourages her to admire the beauty of the swamps. Now, I will tell you, if you do not pay attention, you will assume that they are married. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're actually brothers. Like I did, because in the comic books, <laughs> they are married. That's his wife, is Linda Holland. In the, um, in the comics, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so you're really weirded out when he starts hitting on Cable, right in front of Linda. Like, you're like, what the shit is going on? And it, I've watched this movie a lot over the years. And it yeah. was not yeah. until this watching that I realized, wait a minute. That's a sis. You didn't that's really, a sis. Really? Oh no. Even watching it this time, because I, that's always been my thing is I've always been like, he is just blatantly cheating on his wife. Like that's always been my biggest weirdest thing about this film is I never understood why Wes Craven wrote that he cheated on his wife so blatantly and that we're supposed to be okay with it until this watching. <laughs> okay, wow. And then I was like, you oh, that, oh, that makes more I mean, sense. I, 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and yeah, like I said, I, I think I, it's because I'm biased yeah. by the comics. The comics have always influenced yeah. me. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, but yeah, I, I do it as a sister. I think it's a little weird <laughs> that she has a locket of him. I mean, I, I mean, you know, no she even kind of acts like his wife. Like it's so weird. Like yeah. they're like the powerhouse husband and wife, but they're not. They're siblings. Just yeah. a heads up. Spoiler alert. Um, they're they're brother and sister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, but anyways, so Luke and Leia thing going well, on. it's funny because she's like, oh, Cable's like, oh, you're Dr. Holland. She's like, well, yeah, I'm Dr. Holland, but I'm not the Dr. Holland. <laughs> um, I'm just a woman. Dude. I'm a woman. <laughs> when it really looks like she's the one that did most of the work. It's just uh, Alec wrote shit down in a book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so Cable at this point meets lead scientist Dr. Alec Holland, of course played by Ray Wise, um, who takes her on tour and encourages her to admire the beauty of the swamps because she's like, I'm not a fan of this. I don't like the bugs. I don't like humidity. I don't like this. And he's like, it's because you ain't seen it through me. Yeah. Um, but apparently she wasn't supposed to leave. Um, and she comes back and Ritter and Charlie both scold Cable for distracting Alec, who needs to be doing his work. There's a government job. Yep. There's a government job. Do your work. Um, but Alice mentioned, or excuse me, I'm not going to call her Alice. When Cable mentions the broken sensor, uh, Ritter reveals that her predecessor was attempting to repair it when he was killed. Uh, and then they talk about the disappearance of their workers. And then there's this giant loud bang. 
um, where we come back and we see that Dr. Linda Holland has made a discovery, a breakthrough uh, with the con- like the the gooey, the gooey goodness that they had been yeah. working on. Uh, I guess what would they call it? Oh, their pl- uh, plant-based concoction has. Now this is where I find funny. This is where the writing is weird to me. So this has this explosive properties, right? And yeah. so she's like, look, look, look up, look up here, look up here. And she's <laughs> like, she dip, dips her hands into the slime yeah. and then yeah. throws it to the ground and it explodes. I'm like, I wouldn't be putting my bare hands yeah. in there yeah. if this explodes. Because I don't know that in the five minutes you've figured this out, that you've tested to see what the pressure is that's needed. What. And she does it multiple times. She just shoves her. So when honestly, I just thought, aside from thinking um, how much the the chemical or whatever looked like uh, ecto cooler and the stuff from Reanimator, <laughs> uh, also, man, I've just I've always had this. It was thought. made out of Slimer from Ghostbusters. Yeah, but don't you don't you just find, man? There was something about that, like like from the eighties to the early nineties. People, toy companies and stuff were just pushing slime. We had Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. The Toxic Avenger. We had Swamp Thing. We had Ninja Turtles. We had everything Nickelodeon. Yeah, with slime. I mean, I just wonder what. I can remember, like, I think even, like, one of the He-Man. Yes. Like, some of the He-Man action figures. But I think one of the, like, Skeletor's castle. Like, you could press it and, like, ooze would come out of its eyes, like, and come down. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I will tell you, kids are still into slime. It's still a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't believe me. I know that. Now you got that. I was at uh, the grocery store. They got the edible slime, like, from Jell-O. It's basically, like, a pudding Jell-O mix. Um, But, yeah, it's edible slime. Uh, well, we didn't yeah. eat it yeah. as a kid. I, I don't know. I, some kids, it. some kids. Yeah, did. yeah, yeah. I give, give the yeah. right too much credit. Some, some kids did, and they're now the one that's like, in Taylorsville, like, I'm from so-and-so street. I'm ghetto. <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> from the hood. Taylorsville. Oh, man. It's Compton with cows. Right. Compton with cows. Compton. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so uh, you've got this explosive stuff here. It's pretty cool. It's fun. It's exploding. She's just throwing it on the floor, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, And uh, Alex pretty pumped about this as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then Alex shows Cable a hybrid plant and animal cell, uh, which is his prize discovery, is this potential of of breeding essentially plant and animal together, um, which is a pretty cool concept. I don't recall that being in the comics but that is definitely something that shows up in the comics later on so i don't know who influenced who um but very very interesting stuff i think i think in the comics it was just more of a like a ending world hunger type of thing mm-hmm. like. yeah so there was definitely not a hybrid based thing um but anyways a little bit later uh dr holland notices that uh, plants have grown out of the wood that she threw the uh, the explosive plant concoction to, yeah. and they realized, oh shit, uh, Doctor Linda's formula it's like can do rapid plant growth on yeah. the surfaces that they touch. So they're super pumped, and this is for me was always very awkward because Alec then 
grabs Cable and kisses her. (laughs) And then his his sister comes in. But at the time, remember back in the day, I always thought that was his wife. And she just goes. (laughs) (laughs) And you can tell she's uncomfortable. Well, because because at first, if you remember, he goes, uh, Linda, come on, come here, look. Yeah, and that's when he decides to kiss her. And yeah. Then, yeah, she does walk in. She's like, what, what? And at this point, he's already been hitting on on her hard. Like he has been yeah. hitting on Cable hard at yeah. this point. It is very apparent that he wants some Barbo in his life. So yeah. I don't know why. Uh, what did I well, say? According, I according, she, to, according to my mother, everybody did at that time. I, so. I told you, I think she looks like a hybrid of Michael Jackson from Off the Wall and fucking uh, Weird Al from UHF. <laughs> yeah. Like you yeah. merge them together and put boobs on them. You got Adrian Barbo. Now we'll say. She's a fantastic actress. She's a fantastic. Fantastic actress. I love her in all her films. And she does have a, uh, I'm going to be, she does have a very nice body. I will say that, but okay. she could. Moving on, moving it's a on. Butterface, Lance. It's a butterface. Oh my I was god! Gonna say it. Oh, and I know, mind. I know, Victoria and everybody's gonna kill me, but God. <sighs> All right. Anyways, <laughs> yes, yes. Back to what we were saying. There goes our audience. Yeah. But thank <sighs> you, Aaron. We appreciate it. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, so Alex Kissinger and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, he then sends her to go get uh, Ritter out of the control room. Um, and then uh, she notices, Cable notices the camera footage that Charlie got shot, her guide. Um, yeah. And then all of a sudden, here comes the paramilitary agents uh, with with uh, Bruno, uh, uh, Jewish Rambo, and a bunch of other mm-hmm. people. Um, so they come in and attack her and they raid Alex laboratory. Uh, and then Ritter steps forward, but then pulls off his mask to reveal that he was yeah. not Ritter. Oh yeah. But he was Anton Arcane yeah. the whole time. This is when the camp is turned up to 11. Man, I just, movies oh, just love their their masks to make you just, boy, you yeah. put on a plastic mask and it looks real. Yeah. In yeah. every old movie back Are in the- we not even going to acknowledge the whole, like, there for, like, five or ten minutes spiel? Uh, a cable, like, knows fucking karate and how to shoot a gun. Oh, yeah. She <laughs> she knows everything, man. Or is that, or is that before or after? I thought that was before. I don't know, but she knows everything. I mean. Well, I, and then that fucking karate chop that. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't fuck with her. Jewish Rambo. Uh, but yeah so like the big reveal happens very early on in the film (laughs) and um then arcane shoots linda yeah which is just rude yeah i mean just white sister we're not fans of guns here on misters of the dark because we prefer to be up and close when in person we do our killing manually exactly with yep. knives and knuckles. Yep. Knives and knuckles. Never goes out of style. <laughs> Never goes out of style. Um, and then no Alec, plan. Alec grabs the beaker of the green stuff, uh, tries to run out of there, but trips and causes yeah. the spill chemicals to set him on fire because remember they're explosive. Yeah. So they set his ass on fire. Yeah. And he gets up and runs. 
Well, yes, that one of the greatest fires. <laughs> I, I do. Especially because you think he's going to go straight out the door and into the swamp. But oh no. Oh no. <laughs> he's got to run a ways to even get to the dock. So this man's on fire for at least a solid 20 seconds. Yeah, oh mean, my like, God. Yeah. It's almost like he stops and get a cup of coffee. Yeah, man. Little, reads the paper. He runs a little. Oh, yeah, well, he stops and he's like, was that my sister or my wife? <laughs> I don't know. I don't I'm know. Like that for 15 or 20. I was just going to go in the water. And then he finally jumps into the water. I mean, like, and the whole time with, with modern eyes, I'm looking back and I'm going, this is a man on fire in real life. This is a stunt man on fire. Like the even, 80s, man. even Kane Hodder's looking back going, Damn. Yeah. Ooh. It's the 80s. The 80s are just like, let's set a guy on fire for 20 minutes. Ooh, man. And that's the thing. It's like, it makes a difference. And they always got their arms out when they run for safety protocol, which is something you don't see when they're CGI burning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they're always running. <laughs> like Jesus hanging on a cross on fire. Like these guys are just running. <laughs> Oh, my God. But, yeah, so he finally dives into the swamp to extinguish the flames. And then a bunch of explosions burst from the water, and he gone. Like, no one floats to the surface. Nothing's there. Yeah. They just like, well, he did. It's fine. The swamp's going to eat him. He's been running around on fire for 20 minutes. Yeah, he's, he's good. He, he was, <laughs> wait, he stopped and got coffee? Oh, he good. Yeah. Find him later. He's fine. He's, oh, he's fine. Um, but yeah, so uh, they then proceed to destroy the entire laboratory and everything and do everything they can to remove all the evidence of the team's work. Um, and at dawn, the henchman finally captures Cable and attempts to drown her in the swamp, which is yeah, this, this has one of my favorite lines in cinema history. And I still use this line to this day for, you know, random things. What's up? Right when he pushes, before he pushes her in the water, he says, say hello to your boyfriend, baby. (laughs) I love that line for some reason. I always have. Oh, great. I love it. You can tell how important he is because every description I see of the scene just calls him a henchman. Um, So... (laughs) I don't even know what his name is. He's even got a name. He's got to be. I think it's Ferret. Is it? Is it Ferret? No, Ferret's Rambo. Is it Rambo? Yeah. Oh, so she says it. Oh, okay. Then yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's Ferret. So because yeah, the only two that I know that are named are Bruno and Ferret. The other guys, I don't even. I don't think they have names. Um, (laughs) but yeah, at that point, this is our first taste of Swamp Thing, because this is when a big green human-like creature drags her ashore and chases two of Arcane's men. And this is where we get our first kind of glimpse of what's happened. So apparently, uh, this has happened within a few hours, I would say, of, of him, um, getting messed up. Uh, we then head over to uh, the mansion where Arcane's hanging out, and he's yeah, hanging out with his secretary. Gothic, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is where I'm saying this dude is totally a Bond villain. Um, he's just hanging out in this big giant mansion. He's got a secretary, hot blonde, hanging out there. Has no name. Yeah. She's just there. 
Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, they are going through all of the uh, plunderings there, the pillage. Uh, they were essentially looking for all of Dr. Holland's work and uh, they've got six notebooks and they realize there's two weeks missing so that there's seven. There's a seven. And and at this point, we already know this, right? That that, uh, Cable found the book ahead of time, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Before she got uh, kidnapped, she found that seventh book and hid it. Uh, yeah. and, then, and then grabbed it and kept it. So she has it. Um, so, yeah, so they're pissed off. And uh, so, of course, Arcane's like, y'all better get your shit together and get this goddamn book. Go find it. I want this fucking book. I'm a rich guy. <laughs> I'm rich. I'm a British rich guy. <laughs> I'm rich and I got stuff that I want. <laughs> um Anyways, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, so they realize that's there. Um, then one of my favorite things happens because this is when um, Cable escapes. She gets out of the way um, and she runs to a nearby gas station to telephone her <laughs> employers for help, which yeah. introduces her to the greatest character in the history of movie cinema is Jude. <laughs> I love Jude. So much. I mean, this kid has no fucks. (laughs) He apparently has no parents and runs a gas station. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. He can't be more than 14. (laughs) If that. I mean, he does a little Fonzie move. He he is a classic, like, just Southern chill dude. (laughs) (laughs) I love him so much and so i'm so glad he's in this movie a lot um but he's like yeah i got a i got a telephone in there i do yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's basically like uh the dude that played putty in the tick like uh from seinfeld on the original yeah. tick. if it was him but as a kid an african-american like because he's just like yeah <laughs> yeah you crazy white woman i don't even know what's happening like he's just <laughs> He's the best, dude. Um, but so she calls her employers, which connects her to Ritter, which she doesn't know that Ritter turned out to be Arcane, which is crazy because remember, Alex sent her out of the room to go get something when Arcane oh, came in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's that, is that when she turns into karate action mm-hmm. hero? Yeah. So she doesn't know. Um, so the operator, her government employer, connects to Ritter, which, of course, we know is Anton Arcane, um, who claims to have been called away from the site before the attack. She then reveals that she stole Alex's last notebook and that she would wait for Ritter's return with Jude at the gas station. She basically just tells the bad guy everything. Yeah, everything. <laughs> um, but, of course, they show up fire into jude's gas station poor dude uh after doing a karate chop to get her a coke um Mm -hmm. and then uh they're being chased through the forest and then here comes swamp thing (laughs) (laughs) Um, he appears and he scares them away um and we find out that he's immune to gunfire so he's we're starting to see is this the scene where he (laughs) where he can he rips off the roof of that car. Yes. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it, 
<laughs> and it's like lightly, like on strings or something. Yeah. <laughs> the way it flies off. And it's funny because I didn't even watch the HD version. I watched the SD version, but you could still see it. I you could too. still see it. Like, so that tells you that even back then, <laughs> didn't see it. Um, but yeah, he scares them away. Um, and then uh, Cable freaks out and tries to then escape Swamp yeah, Thing. Tells him to shoot. Like, tells him to shoot. Like, he's like, he's a, a stray cat or dog. <laughs> yeah. or I'm like, this thing just saved your life. And you're yeah. like, no. Well, it's no. not only that. It's, you know, it's a big fucking green humanoid monster. Ha, ha, <laughs> they got to deal with her big hair. I'd be scared well, true, of that. True, true. Sheesh. True. You know, uh, but Jude's like, don't worry, don't worry. Uh, I, hunters around here, they happen to have a cabin where they yeah. just like hang out and stuff. I bet you we could get you some clothes. I'll take, it to, I'll take you to it, I guess. Do you want to you go to my cabin <laughs> and stuff? I mean, shit's crazy. It's no big deal. We've just had gunfire at us. I'm ex- he, was I'm, like, he was like Napoleon Dynamite. Before <laughs> Napoleon. <laughs> I love him so much. Um, but then they, uh, Alice and Jude, so Jude's got a boat too. So, so they're, yeah, yeah. they're boating around. At, and they, for a 14 year old, he kind of just has it all. See, I'm just telling you, man, <laughs> he is a man of the swamp. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Your, she shouldn't have gone with Charlie in the beginning. She should have gotten Jude. Yeah, Jude. Jude. Just saying. Because Jude wouldn't have got shot. He has all the sweet hookups. He does. He's got all sweet hookups, man. I bet you he's got numchucks in that gas station. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's awesome at karate. Oh, man. Um, he's good as Adrian Barbolder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Adrian Barbolder. <laughs> <laughs> for those five minutes she was like a karate and gun master yeah well while they're boating around arcane tells his his boys to go find her because he he's now hurt you know he's seen the swamp thing and so he's like we need this yeah we need a swamp thing yeah, um, i want to be a swamp thing i want to be a swamp thing um so they're boating around the swamp and they head over to the laboratory wow. wreckage um, she notices that Swamp Thing's out there. So here's somebody trying to get away from Swamp Thing. She goes straight to him. Uh, he's crouched among the ruins, which, by the way, I do want to say uh, Swamp Thing is not Ray Wise. Uh, no, yeah, no. yeah, no. He's no. played by Dick Duroc. Yeah. So I uh, just wanted to put that, that out sounds there. sounds like a Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. Um, but <laughs> this guy, I mean, he played Swamp Thing in every iteration before this new one so he played really he played him yeah he played him in both movies and the tv show that's why his eyes always to me look the same you can tell it's the same actor i did Um, not know that wow uh he played he played a hulk-like creature in the incredible hulk uh tv series he played a bad guy on there he was in doc savage uh which we know michael berryman was in yeah, Mike, yeah, um Mike so this Barry, guy was yeah. also in that um he hmm. was in falcon crest uh poseidon adventure i mean he's been been in quite a bit uh but bit of stuff one of his final film roles was die hard with a vengeance so you hmm. know he's did he's before he's before we go any stuff. further i just want to what, what's your take on the swamp thing costume oh the old one this one the, the, the one in this film oh it's god awful it's god awful it, it, but it, in the best way. Oh yeah! Best, I mean, this is nineteen in the best B movie monster way. I do feel like they could have put more leaves or something on it 
or sticks yeah. because it basically looks like like they took a green tent or tarp and just kind of wrapped it. Does, it it does kind of look like a green, a walking green condom, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like nothing looks like the comic except for the direct face. I mean, they made yeah. sure that nose looked exactly like Swamp Thing um, and everything like that. But even like the picture on all the posters from back in the day that were painted and drawn, I mean, they made Swamp Thing look like Swamp Thing. And yeah. then here's a dude wearing a, a, a sweatsuit um, with a couple green things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rubber gloves. Like, they're obviously green rubber gloves. Like, I, don't I know. really, I just, it's just crazy because, I mean, they really did it justice in the sequel and in the series. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. That, I mean, I That's mean, what I'm saying. Uh, I, I think they, they, they took this costume and improved it. For the yeah. rest of the the things, because if you look, because I was looking at uh, <clears throat> earlier, I was looking at images of a uh, swamp thing, and I was trying to find like a specific like an image from this film, mm-hmm. and I have I came across a picture, and I thought, okay, that th- this is it, and it was the Derek Mears, it was the t- it was the new TV show, yeah, which is great, and, and I thought I thought I thought it was uh like one from like uh return or whatever the series yeah. but no it was Derek Mears so I mean that that suit it, something must have worked with it because they've yeah even but I mean I mean mind. once they get to return it's great there's vines and leaves growing yeah. over yeah. and it fits more it, it's just <sighs> the first one is difficult because there's not a lot going on I mean it's literally yeah. just green he's like a green suited he looks like a fucking turtle with moss on him yeah like it's just a basically a freaking shellless turtle that has moss <laughs> stink yeah. to him is, is what he yeah. looks like so yeah i'm not a big fan of the costume in this one um but like i said it does improve i don't know man i mean I, yeah but I, I love it and just that b movie monster oh like, sure yeah in that regards yeah i love it it's great it does its justice as does his powers. I mean, making a hand glow green to show that you can heal things. Yeah. Yeah. Never gets old. Mm-mm. Never, ever gets old. Um, but yeah, I love it. It, 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 you're right. It, it gets the job done. Um, but anyway, so back to where we were cables or uh, yeah. Cables watching swamp thing. He founds that he finds that locket of his sisters, Linda, not his wife. Um, and she goes back to the boat. You keep a locket of you and your sister, right? No, no I don't. <laughs> me either. I feel so bad after watching this. It's weird, though, because I have a locket of me and your sister. What? Stefan! Stefan! <laughs> You're like fucking Lex Luthor in uh, Superman the movie. Mr. Smucker! <laughs> Um, I was thinking more con. Stop it! <laughs> um, but yeah, at this point, Cable's vowed to bring the final notebook to Washington because I guess she still believes in the government, which is fine. But I mean, the fact that <laughs> the fact that she called the government line to call Ritter and it called uh, Arcane's limousine cell phone. Yeah. Tells me the government is not what it needs. What is cracked up? This is turning into info wars, everybody. Right. <laughs> um, but as they're <clears throat> as her and Jude are tooling around, uh, 
like uh, trying to lure the creature from its hiding place among the reeds. Uh, there's bullets and grenades that show up from all of Arcane's men's there, um, trying to get them. Swamp Thing engineers this elaborate boat crash. Yeah. <laughs> he can barely talk. Yeah. But yeah. he can, he can engine. He's a botanist. Yeah, 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 so that that counts for something. Yeah, right? he can engineer <laughs> like nobody's business. Um, I bet yeah. this was the most expensive scene in the film, outside uh, aside from the, uh, the fucking stuntman having to be <laughs> But yeah, I mean, shit happens. Of course, Arcane tells Bruno, "You need to go find him. This is your fault." Um, Jude gets the notebook. Um, and uh but then cable ends up hearing him cry out in distress and so she's kidnapped before she can reply so she's probably not even sure whether he's alive or not which breaks my heart because jude's amazing and he's like y'all caught me huh y'all y'all caught me please don't if i was if i was if i was there i would have said hey jude (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 Dude, uh, uh. let me tell you, uh, when I'm not working in nowhere at my day job, I had to call a guy named Jude, and our script for our work says, we always say, hey, so-and-so, and so immediately I, say, I said, hey, Jude, and he goes, yeah, no, and hung up. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I bet she's mad because I said, hey, Jude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know he hears that. Like, oh, really uh-huh. good one. <laughs> yep. So uh, at this point, um, Swamp Thing then finds Jude's lifeless body. So my man did die. Mm. He's either de- I mean, it's never really said he's dead, but I mean, he could be on the verge of death. I don't care, but I was broken up. I was real. I was more broken up about Jude dying. Because I think about kids with glasses more so than I was about Thomas J. From my girl, Thomas J. Can't see without his glasses. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was more broke up about Jude. I got to be honest with you, because um, <laughs> Jude can't see without his glasses. Either. I don't know, man. I can't stand Macaulay Culkin. So <laughs> he's a he's what a fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's a fucking weirdo. I mean, he wasn't a weirdo back then. He was just a kid. Mm. Well, anyways, Swamp Thing finds our buddy Jude, says, hey, Jude, and uh, puts his green glowing hand on his chest. Thank God uh, this instantly revives Jude. Jude. Swamp Thing's Jesus. Jude reaches over. This man grabs his glasses and puts them on and is like, well, there goes the neighborhood. <laughs> That's the line that he fucking says. He goes, well, there goes the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to Cable, who's like fucking chewing them away. Like what? Like I said, like a straight fucking cat. I mean, I laughed so hard when that man said, there goes the neighborhood. I rewound it a couple times. Um, just dying, dude. But at this point, you know, Jude knows that now Swamp Thing has got to be Cable's friend. So he gives Swamp Thing the book for mm-hmm. safekeeping. And you can tell Swamp Thing is remembering he's Alec. And he recognizes that book. There's obviously this 
okay, okay, so we now know 100% that it's it's Alec. Um, but, uh, uh, so we get to Arcane's boat where we've got Cable on there and uh, things are not going well. Um, but she throws ferret overboard, which is fantastic. This is where <laughs> Kung Fu, at, this is where they needed Kung Fu action, Alice Cable action figure. Yeah, no shit. To come no. out. But ferret gets tipped overboard uh, and then she dives into the water and swims ashore. Um, and then she bumps into Swamp Thing who calls out her name. So this is really getting around the first time we're hearing him speak. So he's like, Cable. Yeah. Cable. Um, one of the things that I really liked reading the, um, I think it's the Alan Moore, uh, when it, when Alan Moore is talking or not, when they really get into the anatomy of Swamp Thing about how. Oh, are you talking? Yeah, I just read something like that today. Are you talking about the, uh, I'm going to pronounce it on, but the uh, Floronic Man? Mm, yeah, Floronic Man. Yeah, yeah. Where they talk about today. Where they, who's yeah. a great character. He's an old character from way before Swamp Thing, but yeah. um, the Floronic Man does that anatomy on seven. So he goes into talking about how he speaks because he doesn't actually have a heart. He doesn't have all of these things. The plant tried to be tried to mimic humanity. Yeah, yeah. And that's he was why trying to replicate what he knew. And it was really hard for him to speak. So in a lot of the comics, even to this day, Swamp Thing, they're thought bubbles. They're things that he's thinking yeah. because it's hard yeah. for him to speak. So I, I, there's a touch of that in this, you know, mm -hmm. a touch of that. That is a this. really, man, I, it's been a while since I've, like I said, just from watching the film the other day, I kind of, like you, I've kind of gotten back into, mm -hmm. you know, I, I want to reread the comics. Me too. It's, it's been a while since I read that storyline. Man, it, it gets fucking trippy. Oh, Floronic Man's crazy, dude. <laughs> yeah, God, I want to do a big Just like, like movie. you know, the whole, like, it, Alec Holland is a, trying to replicate the plant. The plants are replicating Alec, Alec Holland. Alec Holland, yeah. Weird. Uh, Which weird. is really messed up for him because he's like, I'm not even real. Mm-hmm. I'm a copy. Yeah. Yeah. Really, uh, one of the best... I, I, I don't know. I'll go out on record. One of the best, like, comic storylines ever. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, but anyways, yeah, so uh, Alice, you know, or excuse me, Cable, she uh, gets out there, finds Swamp Thing. Ferret, of course, shows up because he's following her. And this motherfucker chops off his damn arm. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, dude. That's rude. <laughs> yeah. I gotta get. I gotta say though, he did do it knife and knuckles. So I mean, knife and knuckles. Yes. Gotta give him that. He did, do it. On he did do it knife and knuckles. So I gotta give him that. Um. Uh. Then in a very creepy, like the one piece that's really horror at this point is when he grabs Ferret's head and just oh, yeah. like snaps yeah. his neck in a very slow, creepy, crunchy kind of way. Very, like, very Jason Voorhees. He grabbed that Daniel Doremus haircut, dude, and just snapped it. <laughs> yes, snapped. That Daniel Doremus. Happy birthday, by the way. <laughs> here's your gift. Yeah, here's your, here's your gift, you piece of shit. I love you. <laughs> I love you. 
<laughs> just joking. Um, but yeah, snaps his neck. This makes Cable faint, which surprises me for being Kung Fu action Barbie over here. She yeah, faints at that. Yeah. Um, but of course, she wakes up in his embrace and he presents her with that orchid plant now this is a callback we didn't mention this but this is a callback to the beginning of the movie when they were yeah, yeah, going around the swamp he swamp. grabs yeah. this this orchid and he's like oh these things grow everywhere look how beautiful this is this is for you um, i'm ray wise um that's not that's not how he talks boy an actor in all of hollywood oh god i'm a swamp thing um <laughs> but gets her that and at that point she recognizes oh shit this is alec who I met for five minutes and am madly in love with. <laughs> That's what you don't realize. They didn't spend that much time together. It was maybe yeah. an hour. Maybe well, an that's hour. Such, I mean, that's such a movie. <laughs> especially up to that. Especially up to that point in like, you know, the 80s or whatever. Oh, I know you for, you know. <laughs> but then this is where we get the boobs. So the next scene is her yeah. swimming in the swamp naked, which I'm like, you going to get eaten by an alligator. Mm. Yeah. You're going to get eaten by an alligator. At this point, I don't know where Jude is. No. He's kind of off doing his own thing. Uh, but yeah, so she's skinny dipping and we see boobs. Um, so I, you know, again, kind of surprised. Um, but we do see some side boob and some front boob action there. Um, and uh, creepy old swamp things just watching this the whole time. Um, and then uh, Cable gets dressed and uh, the, cre the Arcane's men are back. I just got a feeling they were on the other side watching. Um, I think all of them were like, we can hold this off, right? <laughs> she's still she's still bathing it's like that episode of South Park where uh, Carvin's trying to get back at that kid for stuff <laughs> yeah. on his pubes and they're out in oh. Jimbo and uh, his friend you know with the with the has to use the speaker box yeah. or whatever they're out mm -hmm. there they're like oh man what, what's her name is taking her top off husband comes out <laughs> you need to get out of here and then it's like 20 people mm -hmm. run yep <laughs> yep um, well, uh, anyways, here's Swamp Thing, who's dodged bullets. He's ripped the top off of a car. He's thrown yeah. people. He's broken necks. He gets captured by a net. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought this a little. <laughs> um, they capture him with a net. That yeah. must be his kryptonite. Um, Nets. Uh, but yeah. they are able to get that final notebook. Um, and so Cable's captured. Everybody's captured. Uh, it's not good. It's not good. Uh, so then we end up at Anton Arcane's place and he's got a fucking like banquet going on. Yeah. Um, I mean, it looks like an, uh, like a work awards banquet is happening, um, but he's basically celebrating his duplication of Holland's formula that he's made on his own via the books. So it doesn't look like much more than maybe a day has passed, but uh, I'm sure it had to be weeks to do this formula in 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 my opinion but whatever definitely come on this is movie you move this movie, movie you're time not using movie logic movie time he duplicated it in like five minutes so uh he gives a toast to prospective immortality um and then bruno's like yeah 
have you tried it yet? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and um, and Arcane's like, well, Bruno, there's a reason we were here tonight. We were celebrating you and you getting everyone and stuff like that. And since you're the man of the hour, the man of the night, we wanted you to be the first one to test it to see if it works or not. It was in your drink. And Bruno's I gotta, like, Bruno's I gotta, like yeah, I got to kind of stop. I got to admit, there's there's two parts of this movie that, like I said, I loved watching this as a child, but there's two parts of this film that did freak me the fuck out. <laughs> this is one of those parts. Yeah, it's weird. Um, Bruno starts convulsing, and he's a big guy. Bruno's the big. Yeah, yeah, he's he's yeah. The, the big guy. Yeah. This dude, this motherfucker shrinks to half his size, grows yeah. pointed ears and a weird skull. And he's like, so there's a little person playing him now. Looks no. like something from the troll movies. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and, and what, <laughs> what is it they said? I, I think he he turns into kind of like a pig, doesn't he? Yeah, like a pig or something. But he, they he, say something later on that, you know, he's like, he was pig-headed. Yeah, it, so it, it took on his, like, personality, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he can still talk and stuff, um, and he's mad about it, so Arcane's like, well, screw you, buddy. I'm gonna put you in the dungeon alongside. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. You're done. I'm done with you. Um, and trying to figure out why the experiment failed. Um, he's yelling at Swamp Thing now. I don't understand. I did everything exactly how you're supposed to be. This is where Swamp Thing says that the formula doesn't produce strength, but amplifies a person's natural qualities, explaining that Bruno's timidity caused his diminished stature and his pig-headedness caused his form. Yeah, this is where I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know. Uh, you know. So then, So then why did you turn into a swamp? Exactly. <laughs> Why'd you turn into a fucking compost heap? <laughs> you know, I well. Why did you? I mean, I why said, did you turn into kindling? Like what? Yeah, that. See, like that, and they did. They tried to do something kind of like. like uh, did you watch? I don't know if you did. Did you watch uh, the second Michael Bay Turtles movie, Out of the Shadows? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I watch them both. And, well, remember when they did something kind of like that with Bebop and Rocksteady? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, I hated it. Didn't I even think about it. that. Didn't even think about that. Oh, hated it. It's just like, ah. Well, whatever. Anton's pissed. He like, and the whole time, by the way, he's got he had Cable up at that banquet. She was dressed up in a dress with with her cleavage showing, and yeah, yeah. Nobody was like Gardner. I don't. It was kind of weird. I didn't understand it. Yeah. I didn't know if it was implied or not that he was like in love with her or something because his secretary was way cuter. So I'm not. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm not agree. really sure. I guess he's one of those. He wants what he can't have. I guess. Um. But yeah. So weird. Uh. So anyways, Arcane goes back to his study and he says, "Screw it. He's gonna drink a glass of the formula." Um. And this whole time, uh, you've got Cable and Swamp Thing now are in that dungeon together. And this beam of sunlight comes in and regrows the Swamp Thing's missing arm. Yeah. And because of that, because now that he's got his second arm back, he now has the power to free himself, Alice, and Bruno. Well, you know, you know, they say, like, when you break a bone, when it, when it heals, it's twice as strong, maybe. 
Maybe it's one of those deals. <laughs> Maybe. On it's the sun. He's got Superman powers. Like he just soaks up the sun. I mean, <laughs> he's he's producing chloroform like it ain't, or not chloroform, chlorophyll. Chlorophyll. Chlor- we use chloroform. He uses chlorophyll. God, so <laughs> excuse me. More like borophyll. Right. And at this point, at the same time as his arms is growing back and he's busting them free, we've got Arcane turning into the weirdest, like, Wolfman ever. What the thing? Okay, this this is the thing. Okay, like we well, like we said earlier, the the formula it what your person it 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 accentuates your personal essence. Yeah. Fucking whatever. What the fuck is Arcane? Because he, like you said, like he he's looks, like a he's man bear pig. Yeah, he's like a, I was gonna say I was gonna say a wolf, a bear, and a pig had a baby, and then that baby fucked a Sasquatch. I I don't. Get, and I, and Lon Chaney Jr. Yeah, I because the man's in full garb. I mean, he's got his, yeah, his shirt I, on, his pants on. I mean, he's jamming. When he's warming up. Like, as I stated earlier, there's two scenes in this film that frightened me as a child. That's the second scene when he's in, like, mid-transformation and, like, like there's a cocoon on his head and he's bleeding. Mm-hmm. That freaked me the fuck out. Yeah. Um, well, he goes downstairs into the dungeon because he's like, well, I'm going to go get this mofo now. Uh, but yeah. they're gone because they went through an underwater tunnel leading back to the swamp. Um, and uh, he he's following them and somehow gets a sword. Yeah. At some point, I, like, yeah, I'm still not sure where he got the sword because he's he's got a good fight going on with Swamp Thing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, co- like, comes back up out the water and has a sword. I'm like, did he just fucking Excalibur this shit? Like, did he just the lady of the lake with the lady of the swamp was like, hi, I got you sword. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I need to watch that scene again. Maybe he grabs uh, it off the wall. I I, 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 I want to say he grabs it off. Maybe of it's like, in um, maybe it's in the uncut international version. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I do. I do want to say he grabs it off the like it's some kind of medieval decor or something. Oh yeah, um, it's definitely medieval. Yeah. Um, but then he stabs Cable. But Swamp Thing's like, I got this. <laughs> I'm Jesus. I'm and, green uh, Jesus. I'm vegan uh, green Jesus. I'm vegan green Jesus. They fight. <laughs> He's got a big sword. It don't cut off his arm. No. I mean, Bruno was, or uh, Ferret was able to do it. Yeah. Knife and he knuckles, didn't even man. have the potion or the, the Nope. Knife and knuckles, dude. Knife and knuckles. That's all I'm saying. Um, but he <laughs> ends up killing Arcane, supposedly. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, he's basically like, I've done my hero duty. I'm going to head back to the swamp. Um, let me let me just say, uh, uh, when he kills Arcane, Arcane uh, doesn't have blood, but he has that uh, it, it 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 it's some kind of gunk. And growing up, like I said, you can always watch this film. Uh, it always reminded me of the this nasty vanilla like pudding kind of substance they used to serve at the school cafeteria. Tapioca. That's what he bleeds. It's tapioca, man. Yeah. 
Whatever, it was Nickelodeon Gak. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It was Taylor's <laughs> last well, I think it was Like, uh, we've got this old curdled pudding. What do we do? Tell them it's yeah. tapioca. Yeah. <laughs> but I always think of that. Every time I see, like, his, like the gunk come out of his body, that's what I, <laughs> it always mm-hmm. goes to. But yeah, so she she's saying, no, Swamp Thing, don't leave. We can still, your brain is good. We can do this mm-hmm. together. And he's like, no, I got to go. But, you know, I'll be back someday. And then Jude pops out from nowhere and is like, is he coming back? Like, because that was real ambiguous, Cable. <laughs> like, I mean, is what's what's going to happen? And she looks at him. And then she starts to say something and then she just doesn't say anything. (laughs) And they just watch Swamp Thing walk away into the marsh. (laughs) And that's our movie. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I love it. She wasn't her character from Creep Show. You never know. Well, what is it? Tell him to call you Charlie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't remember. It's been a while. Oh, man. Whenever she like gets older like and she starts playing those creepy moms and aunts and stuff, oh, that's when I think Adrian Barbo does her best yeah. work. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's our film. Uh, good movie there. I, I enjoyed it. Um, it's out on, you know, it's it's there. It's is, not free on anything. I'll tell you that. No, I me too. Same. Um, and the uh, Blu-ray version with the extended cut is available. Came out in 2019. Um, let's talk about the reception here a little bit. Uh, did have mixed to positive reviews. Um, uh, let me see here. Roger Ebert gave the film three out of four stars. No shit. Really? Which is super surprising. Yes. Uh, there's oh one critic God. that said it is unabashedly campy, often to its detriment. Swamp Thing is not without its charms, however. Among them, Adrian Barbeau as the damsel in distress. Far from a damsel, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 um, it says here, uh, author John Muir notes that Swamp Thing differs in many respects from Wes Craven's usual work uh, in that Craven's intent was to show the major Hollywood studios that he could handle action stunts and major stars. Uh, Craven substituted his usual focus on the problems of family and society for pure unadulterated entertainment. Nevertheless, mm-hmm. some of Craven's usual themes and images do appear. Uh, for example, um, in Last House on the Left and Hills Have Eyes, Craven shows a close connection between the landscape and his characters, and none was more connected to the landscape than <laughs> Swamp Thing. Yeah, um, so, uh, and uh, one journalist wrote, as much fun as this film can be and often is, it's equally often difficult to ignore that Swamp Thing ultimately is, at its core, a Robert suit. <laughs> Uh, and of course, you know, we've got the sequel return of swamp thing, which we'll cover down the road, uh, the television series, the animated series, the reboot, which I really, really liked. Um, and the only reason it got canceled was due to the tax issues in North Carolina where they were filming. Of course, all comes down to fucking money. Yeah. It all came down to money and politics. That's why it got canceled. Um, and then I still uh, haven't watched it. Oh, it's so good. It's so, so good. And you're like, fuck. Um, but there's always, you know, it's part of the DC universe, TV universe. So there's been talks for a while about 
bringing that character into the fold of some of the other projects that are going on as they do like with Supergirl and Constantine and things well, like that. Well, and I've heard like as far as the uh the new TV series, it go it goes pretty hard on the horror, doesn't it? Oh yeah. Cuz you know, Swamp Thing always had that I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's why we're talking about it now because, you know, it was yeah. like it was horror, always it was character. always part of DC's horror. Yeah. Stuff. Um one of the cool things is is Adrian Barbo does have a cameo in the new Swamp Thing series in one of the really? episodes, in one of the cool. episodes so that's pretty cool. Um but yeah, so uh I don't know how much it made cuz I don't see that information anywhere. Uh, I'm going to look at that um while we're chatting here, but yeah, I very much enjoy this movie. I you know, I, I love comic book movies and it's it's crazy to think that really around this time the only other superhero movie that was around was the Superman movies. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yes. So here's yeah. DC. DC it. said, "Let's put out Swamp Thing before we put out Batman." Yeah. I I thought that I'm not I swear I thought the same exact thing. Cuz people don't understand how popular the Swamp Thing comic books were even before Alan Moore. Like yeah. Swamp Thing has been a very popular character yeah. for a very long time. Yeah. It's so odd because, you know, he's just such a. Yeah, I mean, Swamp, I mean, that, that name, Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. When you hear that, you know, I guess for the, you know, the person that doesn't read comic, you know, you think oh, that's a superhero you know <laughs> but yeah i mean it's just it's just but they were they were some of the most best well-written comics at that time yeah they were really good i am not seeing how much it made here i'd have to look that up doesn't matter though it did successful enough that they were like let's make a sequel yeah. Let's make well, it. I, I, I want to say I heard on some. I don't. I don't know if it was a documentary or interview or what, but Wes Craven considered this, you know, like his first hit. Yeah, and you know, and so did other people. <laughs> and I don't know. That just says something to me. Somebody is, you know. Yeah, like I said, uh, up until this day. Um, he, or up until he died, he he said that. Um, and here's a little fun fact here. Uh, Swamp Thing is one of only two DC Comics movies to feature uh, female nudity. What's the other one? Watchmen. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> both, really? both Alan Moore. <laughs> really, at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Joker didn't fe- feature any nudity? I don't think so. Even with the tar rating? Huh. Well, try to put that movie out of my mind as much as I can. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it, but people, I, God, before we have people say, what, what the fuck? I, I liked it. I thought it was a good film, but it's just so fucking sad. It's so it fucking sad. depressing. You're, de- you're depressing. I know. Um, but yeah, so again, I, I don't know how much it made, um, but I know, it, like we said, it did well. Uh, I really enjoyed the movie, uh, and there's something special about it, realizing that it's a Wes Craven film. Yeah. Um, there is a magic to it. Jude's the best character ever written um, mm-hmm. in the history of mankind. 
And uh, I just, uh, you know, Adrian Barbeau, she's great. I mean, you can't go wrong with her. Yeah. I mean, she's great in every movie she does, yeah. whether she's playing a creeper, a sex symbol or whatever. She's the best. So <laughs> like I ain't mad at her at all. Um, it did uh, also it got nominated for a Saturn Award for best oh, really? horror film. Yeah, it didn't win, but it did get nominated as horror film. Yeah, as horror. Huh, wow. So people even back then were looking at it more as a horror. Because I never, I never, I mean, I knew it featured a monster, but I always thought, you know, especially when I was a kid, you know, little, uh, I always thought of Swamp Thing more as like, kind of like DC's answer to the Hulk. That makes any sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. I saw him as a monster as character, but I never really saw it as horror. Yeah, I, I guess that's just that they always put him in horror. Yeah. You know, like that's the only thing I can think of. I mean, he was, he first appeared in House of Secrets 92 in 1971. So, um, um, yeah, I don't know. At that point, he'd been around for just over 10 years when this movie came out. Hmm. Just pretty impressive. Yeah, you know, it's funny we look at today. Um, we look at things like why is Harlequin getting her own movie? She's only been around so long. We we still haven't seen a uh, this this or that movie. You know, yeah. like we haven't yeah. Seen, yeah. we haven't seen a Zatanna movie, but we got fucking Harlequin. You know, <laughs> and yeah. so I'm, I'm sure there were really DC people like, well, how come Swamp Thing gets his own movie? Batman's been around forever. How come, how come there's yeah. not a Green Lantern movie? <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, very, very cool. Uh, what else was I trying to look up here? Oh, <laughs> here's a little fun fact as well. Uh, in the uncut version, I was absolutely correct. The extra two minutes do indeed give you extra seconds of full on breast shots. So there's also uh, the other thing that's taken out is at the beginning of the party scene where Bruno's kind of being, you know, at the banquet, there's apparently two dancing uh, gypsy women taking off their clothes. So both scenes that were cut were just two minutes of boobs. Is essentially at the end of the day. <laughs> All right, well, with that being said, oh, I'm yeah. starting to grow a little. Uh, yeah, we'll get out of here. Um, go swim in the swamp. But I, I, I did want to say um, I very much enjoyed this film. Looking forward to, again, watching Return of Swamp Thing. Um, it's a fun film for what it is. Um, and I give it, I'm not going to rate it because it doesn't need rated. It's all the thumbs up. Like, it's just, it's, it's fun. It's a fun film and still is. So. Right. Yeah. And with that, dear friends, we come to the end of another delightfully disturbing episode of Misters of the Dark. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you to the Fearscape Media Network and thank you to Corey Adams and Ashley Jones Adams from Nothing Wrong for our musical theme. See, Lance, I told you it'd be easy to pass the time. Oh, would you look at that? I guess some little body did have a little too much fun today, my Mr. Man. No, no, get, 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 go away, go away. Uh, uh oh, how are you still alive? It's voodoo. Oh. Please, for the love of God, don't say tootie fruity. Lance, Lance, calm down, calm down. You're having a nightmare. 
You're so vanilla. Oh boy. Um, uh, I'll deal with you in a second. Uh, but before we go, dear friends, I'll leave you with this. In nature, there is no dirt. Everything is in the right condition. The swamp and the worm, as well as the grass and the bird, all is there for itself. Good night. <laughs> At least take your tinctures off first, please. You love a guy.